0: about the midnight
1: the southern rock podcast a southern storm a bold liberating rock shot through with blues soul and gospel and now your
2: hosts for the show brian jones and jason johannes welcome back to another episode of the all things blues and southern rock podcast thank you always for those downloads uh participation on the facebook page uh sharing music with us listening to this podcast supporting us and being all around great individuals. With me always is Jason. What's going on today, brother?
1: Hey, man. Everything is going well. I'm excited. We've got a great uh, guest, one of our uh, returning guests. I, their new album's come out tomorrow, so I'm excited by that. I'm just, I'm generally in a good mood right now. You caught me a good time, Brian. How are you?
2: I'm good, man. I wish I could see as many shows that, that you've seen, so. Move to uh, Ohio. Come on. <laughs> you know what, man? That's, that's definitely probably number one on the retirement uh destinations got to be close to kentucky there cincinnati i'm thinking
1: cincinnati Cincinnati. that's my town so (laughs) when you want to move let me know i'll help help you pick out an area and show you all the hot spots
2: right on right on (laughs) uh so uh give us a show review Who who do you want to talk about
1: yeah so last thursday which was going to be the 7th of october the day after my 20th anniversary my wife and i went down to cincinnati to bogart's um, there by the UC campus there downtown uh, Cincinnati and saw our buddy Chris from the Cold Stairs play uh, and with Larkin Poe, who we would love to have on. I know we've had Tyler Bryan on, um, Rebecca's husband, but saw them. It was a great show. Both bands killed it. Uh, Cold Stairs were what I expected to hear from them. They sounded just like the record, that good, heavy blues rock. And then Larkin Poe, man, it blows me away is how well both of the sisters harmonize together with their singing and both play their guitars. I know we've got the lap steel and uh, Rebecca plays the regular guitar, but like just what an incredible show. You know, my wife really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And I uh, give a shout out to again, Chris from the cold stairs. He hooked us up with tickets. So I really appreciate that, man. We had a great time. Go see any of those bands, go see both those bands. Tyler Bryant was actually there. I was going to ask you,
2: did he get up on stage? He got so up I, on
1: stage and played the encore with him.
2: Okay, right on.
1: Um, if you go to the, the Facebook page, All Things Blues and Southern Rock Facebook page, I did do some video. Uh, you can see him on there and some pictures as well, too. But he is, it's funny, the day after that show, Larkin Poe was actually playing in Columbus. So like literally 30 minutes from me, uh, but one, my wife and I couldn't go to that show. Two, Cold Stairs couldn't play that show because they were off on their way to California. It's a big rock fest, like playing the same night as Metallica. So Tyler Bryant is actually opening for him right now doing like solo, solo stuff, solo acoustic, solo, whatever, um, picking up the slack that the Cold Stairs went off to Europe
2: for. I can imagine Tyler's probably just throwing that together just for this kind of thing. For some reason, I'm imagining that he probably doesn't like have some plans set. Well, he
1: has he knows eight billion songs, right? Right. So he can do anything. (laughs) So like for him, he's like, I'm just going to play whatever songs. tonight. And like
2: he's super talented. He's a great dude. And that'd be cool, man. I mean, I'm sure it's just like whatever is off the top of his head. That's got to be pretty sweet to see that.
1: But it was a great show, man. You know me, I talk up the cold stairs a lot. I love them. It was so good to see them play live. And like it's that it sounds just like that record, that real heavy driven beat, but the blues influence on I dug it.
2: So that was your show of reviews. But we've got this new segment, show alerts with Jason Johannes.
1: Show alerts with Jason Johannes. So I'm gonna start um out on one that I'm gonna go see here, uh, not too far from. Uh, from now. But November 5th in Richmond, Indiana, our buddy Nick Reese from Joyous Wolf is going to be playing a show. I'm going to go out there and uh, take a look at him. So if you're in the Richmond, Indiana, the Western Ohio, Central Ohio, go out and check it out. Uh, tonight on the 14th, it's not going to help very much, but our buddy Blue's Great, Cincinnati Blue's Great, Sonny Mormon uh, is playing a show at uh, the, um, uh, the Smoke Justice and then tomorrow night, uh, Friday, October 15th, he's playing the Post 69 Dugout Bar and Grill in Cincinnati. So those are some good shows that are coming up, um, kind of in my area or just generally for some some friends of the band. Uh, we do, ha- you know, we've been posting stuff across the pond. Uh, Dave, Dave Grady, you know, his great band, um, Seafoam Green, we've been doing stuff for them, Jade Like the Stone. And then a bunch of, you know, Shows for our buddies that we have out there, but those are my picks right now. The Joyous Whoop Show on November fifth, and uh, we got Sunny Mormon playing tomorrow night. Post sixty nine dugout and bar in Cincinnati.
2: And I will add to the show alerts. I'm happy to say uh, my wife and I are going to see Blackberry Smoke uh, two nights in a row, Las Vegas. The Blackberry Do not, you're Smoke. doing both
1: nights, Las Bastard. Vegas takeover
2: November Friday, November fifth, Saturday, November sixth at the Virgin Hotels in Las Vegas. It's going to be crazy. crazy, of course. That
1: is, uh, that's insane. I'm going to add one more show alert, although it's sure. coming out later on. Our buddies Mojo Thunder, uh, Louisville, Kentucky, Saturday, November 27th. So we'll, we'll throw that back out there and remind people as we get a little closer to that date, which is right, right there at the Thanksgiving times, Brian.
2: So good segue uh, mentioning Blackberry Smoke because uh, the guy, our guest coming up here, he's in the band that opened up for Blackberry Smoke at the Shed. And uh, would you like to tell our listeners who we got? I will,
1: but real fast before I do
2: that, I want to give a birthday shout
1: out to our buddy Steve Gleason from the Americans. Yes. Today, October 14th is his birthday. Happy birthday, Steve. And Brian, you were nice enough to post that on the Facebook page. So happy birthday, Steve. It's also been a guest on the podcast. Speaking of guests, like you said, our guest tonight... It's our first three-time guest returner, Brian. Very special. They've got an album coming out tomorrow, Friday, October 15th, or today, October 15th. Um, It's our buddy Riley, because they're from the Georgia Thunderbolts, one of our favorite bands.
2: And what a discussion it was. Uh, Such a treat, such a treat to to listen to (laughs) Riley. Uh, Of course, as you all know, he's a very uh, humorous guy um uh, you'll find out you know, a couple of reasons. very personable
1: why. a lot of energy very fun to talk to loves what he's doing we love talking to him
2: you know you can hear his passion you know when he's talking about this stuff and it just it just makes me so happy for him and happy for those guys and you know the success that they're having and uh, building it slowly one brick at a time it's also extra cool that we get to got to talk to those guys talk to riley and get a couple hellos to the rest of the band you know when they're in the van you know what What a better what uh There could be a better better environment to talk to a rock band when they're traveling in a van on the road. What else
1: are they going to do, right? You might as well just be on a podcast.
2: A lot of road time, be on the podcast, listen to the podcast. Uh, I don't know what else to add. I've just been pumped up for this one and uh, can't wait for the record to come out tomorrow.
1: Can we get a witness? Can we get a witness? Quiet. Can we get a witness?
2: And... uh, Can we get a
1: witness to listen to this podcast, Brian? Uh, Well, I hope so.
2: (laughs) And I hope if I'm not too lazy, this might be uh, getting released at midnight. We'll see what happens here tonight. (laughs) I have faith. Well, on that note, since you have faith, I think the listeners have some faith and they're going to kick back, relax and uh, listen to our interview with Riley from the Georgia Thunderbolts.
0: Do there's something we need to be?
2: Welcome to the guest segment of this week's episode of the All Things Blues and Southern Rock podcast. You guys know I pitched over to Jason to tell you guys who our guest is today.
1: Uh, Thanks, Brian. Very excited to have this guest back on. I think the third time he's been on, I think he's the first third time or the hat trick. Uh, It is our friend from the fantastic band, the Georgia Thunderbolts. It is Riley Kazort. How are you doing, Riley?
3: I'm great, man. How are y'all doing?
1: We're good. We're good. Happy to talk to you on the eve of your record release.
3: Absolutely, man. We're excited. It's like uh, we're, we're busting the seams right now and waiting for this crap to come out, you know.
2: <laughs> long time coming.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So how long has this been in the works? I know you guys released the EP last fall, and, and have you had all these songs since then? And, and what's all played into making this thing uh, wait this long?
3: Oh, my God. I think we started cutting this record in 2018. Uh, we actually released an indie record um, a couple of years ago, but uh, there's actually some more songs on it. and The whole thing's been remixed and mastered. Some songs were taken off from the first one released. But basically, what happened is uh, when we signed with Mascot, you know, they of course they don't want us releasing our first record independently when they could take it. So uh, they wanted to re-release it under them, which was awesome, great. You know, we were perfectly fine with that. And, uh, so when we get ready to release this thing, the pandemic kind of happened. And, uh, you know, with, with a pandemic going on, they didn't want to do a, uh, an album that we couldn't do tour support with. So basically we just released an EP, which we were blessed to do that, man, because they mm-hmm. were like, they were like weary about that, but, uh, they ended up letting us release it. And it went great, man. We've had, a uh, we've had a good, a good turnout for it, you know, for our first music to come out. And I think this album is really going to break through, man. I really think it's going to be, I think it's going to be better, but uh, it's been like three years in the making for this album to release. So we're finally here, man. We're
2: just hours away. We're excited to hear it. The the songs you guys got out so far are, are so damn good. You guys are incredible, man. I love your music.
3: Appreciate that, man. Uh, there's a few. There's a few new ones on here. Of course, Spirit of a Working Man,
0: mm-hmm.
3: Change the World. Um, those were all new. Nobody had heard those until the EP came out. Um, I can't remember all the ones on the album. I haven't really. Uh, we cut like seventeen songs, man. It's hard for me to keep up with all of them. But yeah, uh, there, there's definitely some new material, and everything was remixed and mastered. Uh, basically, what happened is we had some songs cut. And we sent new songs that we had written for like sort of the next record type deal to Mascot and they were like, holy cow, like what changed? Like, could y'all and it was the mix and I think our producer or our sound engineer got a new board or something, so they wanted it remixed and mastered. So it's gonna be uh it's gonna sound different. I don't know if I'm not sure if I knew you guys when we released the dependent one or not, but uh if either one so. you
2: Well yeah, at least the E P last okay. fall.
1: Yeah, we had you and TJ on Brian. I'm gonna yeah, last fall, right? Because it was shortly after I jumped on board this, yeah, right. this ship here. You're one of my first. You guys were one of my first, probably four or five interviews.
3: Yeah, yeah, I remember. I remember y'all saying something about that actually.
1: Brian had been doing it in a while. I was a rookie. Now I'm now I'm a grizzled veteran, as you can tell by my gray <laughs> facial here, there, Riley.
2: <laughs> were these songs cut like in different places, or were you guys working in the same studio or in a house or?
3: Uh, no, they're all cut in the same In the same studio um, Yeah, yeah, okay I got a little confused because We just had went and uh, recorded a little Christmas tune And uh, But it was in a different studio The same sound engineer But this album was definitely all cut at the same studio Barrick's studio uh, He's actually moved into a different building now So I assume that's where We'll be doing a lot, of, lot more recording at
2: And he, who are you referring to?
3: Uh, David Barrick okay. at studio. Is he in Kentucky or is he in Georgia? Kentucky.
1: Kentucky. Is he uh, Glasgow or whatever? Glasgow?
3: Yeah, it's like uh, 20 minutes down the road from where Richard lives. Okay. Uh, our manager, Richard Young.
2: How closely is Richard working with you with all this stuff?
3: He's right there with us, man. He's like a six-member. Uh, he, yeah, he's in everything. I mean, of course, he can't go out and tour. With us, you know, and be there holding our hand the whole time. But uh he definitely, you know, when we cut when we cut songs, he wants to be there for every bit of that. We got a big show in a certain, you know, certain area, big city or something. He wants to be there. uh We're actually out with his son fan right now. I mean, I'm sure, right? Don't have, but he knows they're taking good care of us. They know they know the ropes and they know what to tell us and what to teach us about touring. And it's been a great tour so far, man. It's a uh, great people to be touring with for sure
1: well you talk about richard sun's band which is you're playing with right now is blackstone cherry uh so you've really here recently had a good run of playing with some great veterans so you've opened for blackberry smoke you're doing blackstone cherry i saw you guys playing with tyler bryant in the shakedown so what have you kind of learned from playing these shows with these these guys have been out and about and doing it for a lot of years
3: um The biggest thing I think we've learned is really – which we've already known it, but it it really shows in these guys because for somebody to be doing it as long as Tyler and as long as Chris and all these guys in Blackstone and they go out and put on the same amount of energy and the same show every night, that really shows you what they're in it for and uh, shows you what you got to – you can't just – you can't let everything slide by, you know. Uh, They've been doing it for – I know I know for at least 20 years, mm-hmm. and they're still just freaking hardcore rock and roll, high-energy, raw uh, rock as they've ever been. Um, I've seen them in 2015, and the show is, has just as much energy, if not more. Uh, but we've really learned a lot, you know, like never give up and never quit pleasing your fans. Uh, all these guys, all these veterans that's been doing it, touring for years, and they just – They're teaching us a lot, man. We got some of the road crew teaching us, like, you know, how to get your gear off quicker if you're at a festival. And, uh, you know, they're, they're, and and it's good and clean people, you know, like I think about back in like the 80s and 90s or whatever. Or even when Blackstone started, they were touring with bands that, you know, might have been on some drugs or, Mm -hmm. you know, had horrible alcohol addictions or something like that. And uh, fortunately, none of us have ran into that we're being taught by sober musicians. So that kind of makes you think, you know, you ain't got to do all that crap. Just to mm-hmm. be a rock star. Awesome. Always so that,
1: bring your A game, right? A game every night. Hey, I did forget one band and I saw a great clip of you playing with them, but the Marshall Tucker band and they brought you out on stage to play. Can't you see what was that like?
3: Man, that was freaking cool, dude. Like I had no idea. Like the show had been booked for like half a month and I had no idea. I was just up there sound checking and, their manager came over and said, hey, man, uh, Doug wants you to play with them tonight. And I said, what? I said, Doug wants you to play with them. I said, the singer of Marshall Tucker Band, Doug, wants me to play with the Marshall Tucker Band tonight. He said, yes. I said, okay. okay. Uh, all right. Uh, what song are we doing? And he's like, they want to, can't you see? I was like. Man, I am, like, blown away. I said, where's he at? You know, I want to thank him, shake his hand. And uh, he really – he actually taught me a few things. Uh, some of the things I'm not going to – I'm not going to put out there just because I feel like there was a personal thing, you know, between me and him with it. But uh, it was awesome, man, getting to play with them. And uh, they uh, its respect. Really
1: it's respect, yeah, Riley. He- I mean, those guys respect you. They respect you, the band, you as a player. You know, and you guys are getting a lot of notoriety. There's a lot of press out there. Um, we just had one of the guys on from Vintage Guitar Magazine, which you and Logan both were featured in. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of positives. You guys are making a big impact.
3: Yeah, man. Uh, you know, I th- we're definitely blessed. Uh, I, know, I know we're all aren't right musicians, but I really think, you know, if it hadn't been for Richard Young and the Headhunter guys and the mascot, you know, we definitely wouldn't be where we're at now. And that's another thing you can't ever, you got to stay humble. And everybody that helped you get to where you're at, you know, you can never forget them because that's where you screw up and that's where you start going down. Um, But, you know, it was just stepping stones, man. I've been doing this since I was 15 and uh, Bristol's been doing it since he was 17. So, and Zach probably earlier than me, but um, it's been, it's been very, very fast compared. I, you know, I never thought that I'd be sitting on a freaking trailer hitch right now talking to y'all on an interview about an album coming out tomorrow that I play guitar on. I ain't gonna lie. But uh you know, it's been awesome for sure. For
2: sure. So uh like Jason mentioned earlier, you know, you played with you know, opened with uh for Tyler Bryan. I think that would be amazing. Obviously your tour now with Blackstone Cherry is it has to be just fantastic it's got to be one of the best tours out there um now you guys opened the two shows for blackberry smoke at the shed was it two nights in a row or was it the next weekend and the weekend before
3: um we actually did friday night um it would have been awesome to play with blackberry smoke uh both the nights but uh you know we're good friends with scott maddox the owner of the shed and that harley davidson there and his wife, I think she plays with them once a year there. So they uh, they booked us for the first night, and then uh, Monet Maddox for the second night to open for them.
2: I was reading an interview with Charlie Starr, and he said something about, like, they have a list of bands they want to open for them. So I was wondering if they were in on that, and handpicked you guys, or if it was it a combination of Scott and him or the venue and the band?
3: Um, I think it, it probably had a lot to do with our manager, Richard. Mm-hmm. Um, Richard and Carly have been friends since they started, you know, back, back in the, the day. But, uh, definitely, you know, I'm not exactly sure how it happened. Uh, I would just assume it had a lot to do with, uh, you know, the publicity that we were getting or whatever. And, uh, and Richard, I would say, but, uh, we're very blessed with them, man. We went, we used to go watch them every year at the Tabernacle in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy to be standing there, you know, at load in hanging out with Britt and Charlie, just sitting there they're talking our heads off, man. And I never, never, ever would have thought about that, man. Uh, I first of all I would have loved to have just met them, but the fact that they actually talked to us and made a relationship with us that day, that was uh that was very cool then. And of course Benji, you know, Benji don't live but forty minutes from from where we're from, so
1: Benji Shanks. Yeah. Another great guitar player, man.
3: I th- oh, I guess he didn't tell him that I was sitting on the hitch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't let him leave without you from the from the parking lot, Riley. Although this would make a great podcast interview if that happens, we want you to make the show. Yeah,
3: sorry about moving the camera, but I didn't want to get my ass ran
1: over. Uh, we're only doing audio anyway. We won't do the video on this one.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So I want to ask you a little uh, uh, back history with uh, uh, Andrew and. When I interviewed the first time I interviewed Andrew and Frank from Them Dirty Roses, I think Frank had mentioned that I guess I should be asking TJ if he was here, but uh that that had you guys known those guys for a while, or he, I thought Frank mentioned that TJ lived like right across like the Alabama and Georgia border, those towns were close together.
3: Yeah, we've definitely been friends with them. Uh, we actually met them like way back. I don't I don't even know if we were a- yeah, we had to have been in a band. I don't know. We've known them for at least five years, um, and yeah, TJ TJ was pretty close to Bama. Um, but yeah, they're great guys. They've always been cool to us, and uh, I think TJ, Zach, and Logan used to hang out with them and stuff when they all lived in Nashville. Uh, but we've always been pretty close knit with those guys. Right
2: on. It would seem it's uh you're getting all this you know energy and 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 influence and feedback from Blackstone Cherry, but I'm sure it gives them an extra spark, you know, having to follow you guys as well.
0: Yeah,
3: uh, I don't, I don't really, I don't really know what to say. I I mean, you know, them, them guys, they've been doing, they've been doing it forever, you know, I don't, I don't think anybody really scares them at this point or anything like that. I know, you know, we, we go out there and put on a a hell of a show, but, uh, you know, and I mean, I hope, I hope we put a little fire under them, but, you know, (laughs) Them boys, they've toured with some big names, man, and they've been doing it so long. They, you know, they just go out there and they do what they do every single night, you know. And they're not,
4: they're not worried
3: about nothing. They're having a great time, you know, just like we do. And, uh, so yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I feel like to them, you know, they're such cool guys that it really, it really makes them feel good to have somebody that cares about the music as much as mm-hmm. they do openly for them, and that has as much energy because they're the type of band that really wants their fans to have the best experience possible whenever they step on stage. So if we give a good warm up for them, you know, their fans are happier and uh, they're happier when their fans are happier. So that's kind of the way I look at that. Uh, you know, it'd be funny if we did scare them one night though. You know? <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> the young upstarts, you know, don't,
3: don't, they don't, you don't want to
1: overshadow them. Right.
2: You have a little more of the the you know because Steve from Otis, of course, is playing bass with Blackstone Cherry now. So is that a little bit more of a I don't know what word he was like a closer to you know he's been around about the same time as you guys and hasn't been you know around as long as you know the other guys in Blackstone Cherry.
3: Oh yeah, yeah no, Steve Steve has known them way longer than uh, right way longer than we have. I think I think he actually met them whenever he was like really young.
2: Mm-hmm. You know they live.
3: They all live close together,
2: right?
3: But um, yeah, he's definitely he's definitely got a lot more experience with them boys than we do. You
2: know, you guys are from Georgia, but you uh, you have this strong Kentucky connection with all those guys, which is pretty cool.
3: Okay, uh, yeah, basically that that Kentucky connection goes with uh, Richard Young being our manager. Of course, you know there's going to be a strong Kentucky connection there because that's you know that's where he's from.
2: Uh. Is it coincidental that they're releasing their record next Friday? And we're going to have Richard on as well. Was this next week any yeah. sort of planned at all or these records come out so close to each other?
3: No, definitely not planned. No, uh, coincidental. No, uh, not it's, de- it's not planned that I know of.
2: <laughs> it's pretty cool, though.
3: Yeah, that is cool. That's what I was thinking whenever they said that the, the record was coming out, you know, in October. I was like, holy cow, dude, the Headhunters are releasing theirs like around the same time as ours
1: co-headline co-tour has got to come out of this riley oh dude that would be so cool get back to your record so we're recording this the 14th your record comes out tomorrow on the 15th you got you have 13 songs on there like like kind of like you spoke about is there one song or set of songs on this album that really you know you look back on and you're just like man these things are just probably my favorite on the album
3: uh yeah definitely uh dancing with the devil is my favorite song um you know for different reasons but uh as far as, like, recording them and stuff, we all – we just kind of went there and got the business done, you know. Anytime you're around Richard, it's uh, kind of a hilarious time, even though it's a serious time. Uh, <laughs> he's kind of just a funny guy in general to yeah. be around. You know, he's got stories that nobody in this world will ever tell again. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of them well, you don't want to hear and some of them you love to You hear. know,
1: he's been doing it for 40 years, so I'm sure he's been around the world and – everything else um you've got a cover on midnight rider on there which i've heard you guys perform live of course it's the almond brothers song it's fantastic uh tell me about putting that song on there and throwing it in your set
3: yeah we we used to do it uh we used to do it like not not as heavy we were trying Mm -hmm. to like copy the album and then one day i think bristol was like dude let's make it our own you know uh but that i think that song kind of we love the almond brothers but i think that song was like Back when we were still doing covers and, like, playing yeah. the bike and stuff, it was more of, like, let's try to get the crowd into our set more so than let's do this because the Allman Brothers, you know, we're inspired by them. Of course we are. We're not going to not claim that.
1: Of course. I mean, you're Southern but, rock bands. Most of them are. And the Allman Brothers are one of the greatest rock bands ever.
3: Yeah. So whenever we, whenever we would play a set, you know, Richard would hear it because we would always put it in the set. And the more and more he heard it, the more and more he wanted to cut it. So that's just kind of how it went, you know. We just went in there and knocked it out, and it was like, dude, this is a smash hit.
1: There's there's my set list, my signed set list from seeing you guys in in Dayton, Ohio, with Heck yeah. Midnight Rider on it. You guys smoked that one. So a couple of new songs on this album. So what I want to do with you real fast, Riley, is I want to bring up the couple of new songs that you did that are past your EP, and just have you throw a couple of thoughts on the songs real fast, if you don't mind. Okay. Oh, uh, take it slow.
3: I'm sorry. What'd you say? The first one, T-
1: the first one that's coming out on the on the album, take it slow. That's one of your newer ones that weren't originally on the EP.
3: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Take it slow. Um, that's a freaking jam, dude. It's just a straightforward, you know, uh rock and roll song there. Um, I don't know that, that one. I haven't really dug deep into listening to the lyrics and stuff. Uh, TJ usually writes all the lyrics. Um, but I love playing that song, man. That that song live is like straight up just freaking rock and roll, dude. You know, oh, for sure.
1: <laughs> uh, next is "Be Good to Yourself." Be good to yourself. Um, <clears throat> that's
3: actually a cover song. Uh, Frankie Miller done it.
1: Not the Journey song, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which would be awesome. Sure, I mean, you guys could certainly do that.
3: Yeah, I'm sure a hundred other people's covered be good to yourself but <laughs> that was that was one of those songs that we was kind of in the studio and richard's just like you're gonna cut this and i'm like we have no idea how to play it and he's like well you're gonna learn <laughs> <laughs>
1: challenge
3: kind of goes along with our band though you know try to try to be good to yourself keep yourself in a in an art mood <laughs> who, p-
1: who picked that cover was it him, no, richard
3: was okay yeah, for sure yeah um, he liked li- the fact that it had like a bluesy rhythm to it and we were like all country and rock in the same <laughs> same line. So he, he wanted us to cut that.
1: Well, you guys are able to walk that line and walk that line uh, really well. So next song, then, it was going to be Half Glass Woman.
3: Oh, God, that's a freaking amazing song. There's an awesome story behind it. Um, we was heading back from, a, from an interview, a radio interview in Alabama, like Anniston, Alabama, I think. And uh, we were doing it with our buddy, Billy Farrow. I don't remember his uh, podcast, but I would shout him out. But uh, we was heading back, and it was really late, man. We were all tired, and we were in Cedar Town. And this lady was walking down the road, and you know how like women wear face masks or whatever uh, to like get the clean their pores out or Mm -hmm. (laughs) some stuff like that. Yeah. Well, like that kind of mask, but like totally like horrific. (laughs) And she's like walking down the road with this thing on. She's walking down the road like, dude, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And uh, we're in Cedartown, and, like, that, she's the only chick out walking down the road at 2 o'clock in the morning wearing this mask. And it's like, what in the world? So uh, that song, it, it sort of got two different meanings. We sort of changed the name of it, or Richard did. And whenever we changed the name of it, it uh, it really changed the meaning of the song. But that's that's the moral of the story is that crazy-looking lady, uh, in Town, no offense to her, but.
1: (laughs) All right. Um, so next one after that is going to be Dancing with the Devil.
3: Dance with the Devil, man. That's a, that's like a song about like fighting through adversity. You know, if you ever have any depression or anxiety or any mental condition, uh, that song's really, it's, it's truly about that, but it's kind of like calling people out that, that do it to themselves you know a lot of people a lot of people seriously have issues with depression and anxiety but sure and don't cause it you know but a lot of people do cause it for themselves including me guys so uh,
1: I read it when Brian's got a question I'm going to intercede here real fast but I read an article this week that the average uh, high schooler now has the level of anxiety of a psychiatric patient patient in
3: the 1950s yeah I believe that and it's very sad uh, I would say I would say that's definitely got something to do with parents involving them and in more than they should be involved in kids to be kids, you know, yep. but I'm not here to preach. I'm not here to,
2: I'm not <laughs> here here to rock, to, man. You're here to rock. Yeah. But I can't wait to hear that one because, you know, I I've generalized anxiety and depression and stuff and, you know, your guys' songs all seem so positive. Lend a hand, of course. And, you know, it's all right. And, you know, your cover there. Um, but uh, that's really cool. It's like your music is so uplifting and it's positive and it's really cool. Yeah, and man. You know, it's like yeah. blue collar and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I was reading another interview with you and you would said, uh, I didn't know this, that uh, Richard uh, helped you guys write Change the World. Did he write any of the other songs with you guys or play it all on any of this stuff? Or? He,
3: he absolutely had a part in most of the songs. Uh, basically, our songs were completely finished. Um, but when, when we go in the studio, you know, if there's something that he thinks he can make better or uh, even make it more uh, better for, like, radio play or something, he, he's going to change it and make it where everyone can understand. Uh, because, you know, we're, we're from down south, and we, we talk a little different. And, you know, people up north talk a little different. People across the pond talk a little different. But basically what he wanted to do was kind of make it where they could understand what we were saying. If we said something a little – different than anybody else would you know uh and that that completely makes sense to me because if they can relate to it better because you might hear some i've heard stuff in songs man and i just i make up words to it because i have no idea what they said and (laughs) we kind of didn't want that to be like even an issue we wanted people to know what we were saying so that was one of the things we kind of he kind of helped us out with and, and changed a, a little bit. But the video for,
2: for "It's All Right" it like brought me right back to like the years right after high school at a, like a keg party. We used to where I lived out in the country, North Dakota. There were gravel pits, and we used to go out there every go out there and party. So it's kind of vibe I got off that video. Well. Party at the
3: pit, Brian. Yep. Party at the pit. Yeah, dude. I'm glad you said that because that was like the gist of the video. Like that was that was the videographer Jim Arbogast shout out cool dude freaking awesome guy uh but uh that was actually his plan was to to be one of them like hey we're gonna have a bonfire out here you know drink some beer and out here by the lake and have a good time so i'm I'm glad you said that man because that was that was really what that song was had to be about and that's what the video had to look like you know
2: so uh, also word on the street you guys are playing the second uh throttle fest here coming up in Huntsville at sidetracks
3: yeah yeah um the two bands that we're playing with, I'm not. I'm not sure that I've ever heard of them. I know a lot of the people on my Facebook listen to them and stuff because I've seen them post about them before. But uh, I'm excited to get to meet the guys, man. Uh, I'm sure if they got booked there, you know, at the festival, they got to be some good rock and roll music, or you know. So uh, I'm excited to meet them. But yeah, that's Huntsville Sidetrack is always a good time, man. This uh, that's one of the venues that a lot of people have known about and have been like warriors there for a long time so you can expect a lot of them t-shirts got on right now uh to be there that night right on
1: right i have one last question on on the new song so walk tall man that's the last one we didn't talk about we just spoke about it's all right
3: okay uh walk tall man that was actually a, a member of richard's family that had passed and he had written the song and he he had it written down on a piece of paper for months and we went in with this uh really crazy rhythm i don't even know i think bristol made, made it up i had a riff but it was in four or four uh and he wanted to change it and it's like totally like half of a measure i don't even know it's crazy to me that we've never written anything like that um, but we went in with that and richard's like man i got the i got the best lyrics so i need to go with that and uh you know we can relate to that song too like about our dads and stuff you know Walking tall and uh, not letting anything get them down. We don't show it, but uh, he wrote that song. About liked it, so we cut it. So uh, I'm pretty sure Richard has all the all the writing rights on that song.
1: Nice. So, uh, what are you most excited about with this album coming out tomorrow?
3: I'm most excited that people actually get to hear an album come from us, even though we've been a band since 2016. It's like this is the first piece of music that anybody's getting to hear other than the EP. Um, you know, you got to be excited about the press that comes with everything because when you start getting all this, like, magazines putting you in, in there, of course, magazine, yeah. having all these interviews and stuff, podcasts, it really makes you proud of what you've done and makes you feel like you actually are putting out good music that people love. Uh, that's my favorite part about it, is I hope this album makes it in all kinds of magazines, all kinds of podcasts. I hope people love it. I hope tons of people buy it, listen to it, and stream it. Um, but my favorite part, I think, is like like what we're doing right now, answering questions about all the songs and having a lot of press on it, because that's, that's the most fun part to me, is telling the story and being personable with, with fans and, uh, of course, you guys, you know.
1: But well, 13, 13 songs on an album is kind of rare these days. You're lucky if you get nine or 10 and, you know, you released a five song EP, you added eight more songs to this, to get a full length album. Pretty damn impressive. Mine's pre-ordered. I'm waiting for it to show up. It better show up tomorrow. Cause I'm ready to rock it. Me as well. Me as well. And rock it loud. Cause you know, you guys are one of our favorite bands of, you know, we love you guys. We we know, you know, you got it. You're good dudes. Songs are really great. You're great live. So I'm excited to whole, hear the whole thing and uh, kind of celebrate with you guys when it shows up at my door tomorrow.
3: Yeah, brother. Uh, I kind of have a little bit of bad news. Uh, and it <laughs> might still come to your door tomorrow. I, I, don't know I saw the, the post, thing. yeah. Oh, yeah. no. Um, someone, one of the companies that was delivering it, Actually crushed like a box of CDs that were supposed to be shipped out. So and I ordered the record, I,
1: the vinyl, not the CD. <laughs> I
3: don't know, man. I know okay. I'm it's not funny though. It's actually very upsetting. But you got to try to stay positive.
1: That's right. So,
3: I really hope that everybody still gets their their copy tomorrow. And if not, it better be the next day or the or Sunday at the freaking latest. But uh, I we got news about that, but we're just hoping and praying that everybody still gets theirs and they just well, like we'll
1: stream it at least to give you some crush. streams because I bought it, so I don't feel bad about streaming it then.
2: Yeah, well, is oh, it going to yeah, be available yeah. on digital as well?
3: Yes. Yes. Okay. Cool. It'll, it'll definitely be out digital, and hopefully everybody gets their albums. Um, it, you know, hopefully they crushed like just enough to where like that was the ones that we were supposed to take on the road with us, so we can still send out. <laughs> else but uh yeah it'll definitely still be released tomorrow like 100
2: fact so i brought up the schedule for uh throttle fest and you guys play on the friday night the 29th and the band right before you guys play is De france and we had him on the podcast, oh yeah Drew uh, from little rock and those guys are excellent i think he's a, a, a good guy with those guys band.
3: yeah you'll like them. yeah that's awesome man that's cool to know uh well i think we did a we did a few instagram live videos on this tour and i think they were on there like kind of Commenting and stuff, and we were just telling them we're, we're gonna be glad to meet them and hang out and jam with them. So, uh, I'm excited about that, man. We love meeting new people and uh, making a relationship with them because, yeah, especially that's true in-
1: about Open for Bon Jovi, Riley. They opened for Bon Jovi in Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's
3: cool, that's cool, yeah. Heck yeah!
1: And then Brian, they're opening for a couple of dates on Joyous Wolf's current fall yeah, tour, I saw that. tour, yeah, yeah,
3: right
1: on. so yeah, good for them.
3: Awesome.
1: Yeah. So, but Drew's a good guy. I think you guys will get along well with him.
3: Yeah. That'll be awesome.
2: Coming I am going to come around to them dirty roses again. I got to see those guys in Sioux Falls, South Dakota here just a little while back. And, and uh, Andrew was making reference to the super jam that you guys, it was, you know, I can't remember who was on stage, like Dylan and Andrew from, from Magnolia Bayou. And it was you and TJ. I don't know. There was some video of it. So that's pretty cool, man.
3: Yes. I'm with you now. Uh, yeah. So, Ever since we met Dylan, he's been so cool and uh, awesome. And, you know, I actually made a made a connection with him on here, I think, the first time that I'd ever spoken with him. Mm-hmm. And, and of course, Andrew, we've known forever. So, yeah, like, I told uh, – I think I told Dylan, I said, dude, we need to tell Lindray Rosa we're getting on stage with him tonight. And he said, oh, bro, bet. He was like, I'm going to go talk to Andrew. So he hooked it up. And I actually did a song with uh, Magnolia Bayou, uh, Preaching Blues. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, they're tuned a little different than we are, and didn't really know the song, but it was cool to be up there hanging out and playing with them. But uh, They do a great
1: version of that, though. Dylan Shred's on that one.
3: Yeah, no doubt, dude. He made me look like a buffoon up there. I know that. <laughs> and you're still friends with them? <laughs> yeah. Right. I should have just kicked him off the stage. So,
2: <laughs> so you guys are in competition for the one of the best kicks in rock and roll, but Ben... From Blackstone Cherry might have you both beat. The dealer oh, does yeah, I too. Don't, I,
3: I don't have Blackstone Cherry beat. No, you know, <laughs> both feet off the ground. <laughs> rare, there's rare pictures of me getting both feet off the ground, but like I'm only like a couple inches. Like you gotta is, train, <laughs>
1: man. You're next athlete. You gotta train that way. You can do it.
3: I know, right? Man, I've been needing to train for a good two years now. So
2: <laughs> So after this tour with Blackstone Cherry uh, winds up. What kind of shows are you playing? Are you playing any shows where you guys headline over other bands or festivals? Oh, yeah.
3: Yeah, we're always on the move, bro. Like, whenever we get off this tour, we'll go play with them in Nashville. And then I think we head up to Illinois. We've got a lot of stuff in Texas. Uh, But, yeah, we're always on the move and we're always playing. of course, anywhere we can get in at, you know, we're going to either headline or open, whatever we can do to get ourselves heard by different people and different uh,
2: right
3: groups and stuff. But we're definitely always on the road for sure, as much well, as we can.
1: Bro, Brian's going to get you a show in North Dakota in the middle of winter, he told me. <laughs> yeah.
3: That's what you mean, brother. As long as it's in been- <laughs> my last Paul I don't like winter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you Southern boys are going to enjoy North Dakota in the middle of winter either.
3: <laughs> Dude, I love the cold weather, bro. Do you really? Yeah, dude, I love freezing cold weather. I'm not out here picking peaches or nothing. I'm out here waiting for the future to
1: come. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how about – are you an Atlanta Braves fan since you guys are from Georgia?
3: Ah, uh, sh- might as well be.
1: All right. Well, I'm going to say I'm rooting for them in the playoffs now because my team, my Reds didn't make it, but I also like the Braves from a long time ago, Dale Murphy and Chipper Jones being some of my favorite players. So,
3: yeah, I'm rooting no, for those guys. Uh, as far as sports go, Bristol and Logan would probably be the big sports heads in the band. I don't, I don't watch a whole lot of foot, uh, baseball, football, any of that. But if I do, it's usually the Gators football. Okay. That's that's my team. But I'm, I definitely don't support the home team. I should, but.
2: <laughs> so how's the life in the van now? Like you know, you guys are young and you guys are bulletproof, and you know, is there any little secrets where you get you know you get to spend some time away from each other at all, or is it pretty much uh, how we get along these days?
3: It's, it's going.
0: It's going. <laughs> <laughs> nah,
3: First, no comment. We're all like brothers, man. Nobody really gets into it. And if we do, it's it's short lived. Um we you know, we we're used to being around each other all the time. Even whenever we weren't touring back in the day, we were still like practicing every day. So right. everybody gets in an argument every now and then. You can be married for sixty thousand years and still get an argument every <laughs> now. But uh yeah, we we're cool, man. All of us are cool uh if anything ever did break out you know some of us will break it up or maybe not depends on who's getting wolfed, but uh
2: <laughs> That's a joke, man. i
1: think it was motley crew is like um those guys they would fight with each other but if somebody fought with another other member of the band then they would get mad because they're only allowed to fight with each other and they you know take a team they do a team beat down
3: Oh, yeah. If anybody ever screws with our van outside of our van, it's going to be on, no doubt.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jason,
1: is it that time of the show? Yep. Riley, we started doing a quick lightning round of just short, simple, fun questions at the end. And I'll I'll keep it brief with you since you're in the van heading to the next gig. If if you got a couple minutes for us.
3: Yeah, no doubt, man. I love these questions.
1: All right, man. So tell me. what is the best band that you, or your not best. What's your favorite band that you've opened with so far here recently?
3: Oh, holy cow. Uh, that was a very good question. Uh, I'm going to say all of them so I don't get shamed or nothing. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough.
1: Fair enough.
3: I'm going to go ahead and eat a big old brownie and say Blackstone cherry. Uh, Okay. They've been freaking awesome, dude. Like I'm, I'm telling you, man, like nobody, I feel like has gotten to experience a tour like this before on their first tour. I feel like everybody gets the S-H-I-T into the stick when it comes to their first. But, dude, they're, they've they been strong so we could have more room. And let's get coffee in their green room. Like that's the wow. kind of stuff that comes to a new band opening for like a band like Blackstone Cherry. Uh, but you know what? They're, they're showing
1: you guys kind of- how it's done. So when you're at that level and you guys will get there, if not surpass it, you'll have other bands to take under your wings, and you're going to reciprocate the same thing to them.
3: Exactly. And I was asking them, I was like, how was y'all's first tour? And they were like, not good at all, dude. (laughs) Like they they left us no room. They were not nice. I'm not going to say who it was. And then the next tour they did was like totally game changer. Like the people strike the drums and everything. And uh, they were like, you know what, from now on, we're going to do that same thing because that's the way it should have been done the first go round. So.
1: I like it. Um, You're wearing a Lucky Dog Guitars hat, right? Yep. Don't even ask. No, not yet. (laughs)
3: I'm just messing with you. Uh, What was you about to say? I'm sorry. Have you
1: gotten yourself a Lucky Dog guitar yet?
3: I absolutely have not. Uh, I can only afford the hats. I can't afford the guitars.
1: You know, you may have a signature model there one day. You never know.
3: Hey, that would be sick, dude. Hey, he didn't actually give me this hat. So, uh, Anthony, I'm sorry, man. I, I didn't actually pay for the hat.
1: Anthony, I need to buy get it. Riley a guitar. Come on. He's going to promote it for you everywhere and play it. These guys have a new album out. Come on. Come on, Anthony.
3: Yeah, yeah man. Do
2: That's you at least one. get to play uh, Chris or Ben's guitar before the gig?
3: Uh, I, yeah, I can basically play any of Chris's guitars, but I, I have never touched Ben's. All right. so, All right, tell, I'm actually supposed to play one of Chris's Paul Reed Smith's tomorrow night, but we'll see how that goes. He's been giving me H-E-double-L, so I may have tomorrow. Uh, give us a band that we
1: should be aware of right now that we may not. Uh, somebody help me out.
3: The Georgia Thunderbolts, are y'all aware of that?
1: <laughs> well, we know about you. We've got you on pocket. You've been on three times now, man. You're the first hat trick guest we've had.
3: What about uh, Leonard Scannard? Nah, uh, <laughs> no, seriously. Man, uh, any of them got uh job, Mother Mary, Magnolia Bayou. Uh, I'm sure y'all know all of them. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, oh, Jerry James Nichols.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've reached out to try to get him on the podcast before. His PR person has not returned my emails.
3: Damn, that actually surprises me, dude. Like, they're the coolest, like, humblest people. I'll actually – I'll talk That's to That's not
1: them. them. <laughs> it's their It's their people, right? It's not the actual guys in the band.
3: Oh, yeah. No, definitely not. Definitely not. No, Jared is awesome. But his – well, I don't guess I really know his his people. I know his manager, but he's cool too. But, uh, yeah, Jared, for sure. Check them out. Blacktop. Player, a badass guitar
1: player, man. I love that guy.
3: Oh, God, yeah, he is. He's, yeah, he's awesome. I'm going to give you a band
1: <laughs> that you guys need to listen to. And, and – the Cold Stairs, and I preach this to everybody. They're a two-piece, kind of like the Black Keys or the White Stripes. Out of Indiana, Heavy Blues, their new album, Heavy Shoes, came out in August. I love it. It's one of my favorite uh, recent recordings. I mean, it's, it's on my list for like album of the year right now. The, the Cold yeah, Stairs. Right.
3: They're, on the, they're on mascot with us.
1: Yes, they're right. right. Yeah. They are on mascot records, 100%. Check them out. I just saw them play with Larkin Poe in Cincinnati last week. Both those bands killed it. It was great. Uh, The guys from the Cold Sears were super nice. I chatted with them for a while, but loved the music.
3: Yep. Heck yeah. I'll check them out, man.
1: All right. Um, Give us advice on a streaming movie or show that you've come across here recently that you like. Oh,
3: my gosh. I don't actually – I don't watch TV, man. Not not even on the
1: road when you guys are trying to kill some time?
3: Absolutely not. I'll tell you what I've been doing, though. Uh, This is what everybody should do. You should go to 1919 Eternal. By Black Label Society, and you should listen to the whole album like four or five times a day until you get tired of okay.
1: it. Okay, all right. I like Black Label Society. I'm in, man. I'm in. <laughs>
3: cool, brother.
1: <laughs> um, what is one of the first concerts that you've ever gone to?
3: One of the first concerts I ever went to was uh, Blackberry Smoke. No uh, kidding. Yeah, I never, I never really went out. I want, I went watch like some like local bands. They're not even around anymore, so there's really no point in mentioning them. There's no music that you can find. But I used to go watch like some really heavy, heavy uh, metal bands down in Dallas, Georgia at a place called Insomnia. But um, Blackberry Smoke was one of my first. Blackstone Cherry was one of my first concerts. Um, Most of these concerts I went to because Bristol and his family actually, uh, it was like, you know, you love playing guitar, love music. You need to come with us. So I started going with them and uh, we went and watched Blackberry Smoke. And I was like, that was like game changer right there. Oh,
1: man. Paul and Charlie and so, can do it, man. They can get after it.
3: Oh, God, yeah, can. And uh, Blackstone Cherry, that was a game changer too, man. I remember when we saw them, dude. It was a freaking lineup and a half, dude. It was a, sh- a shaman's harvest. I don't really know how to say it. Shaman's harvest. Uh, Tremonti and Blackstone Cherry. And it was lit.
1: All right. Give me a guilty pleasure song or band that you listen to that nobody probably knows about. That, that that means you don't say it out loud. What
3: does that actually mean?
1: Like something that we wouldn't expect you to like that you do. Like it could be pop music. It could be something else.
3: Oh, good God! Uh,
1: Come on, give us something embarrassing.
3: My accent, <laughs> no doubt. Gwen Stefani.
1: Yeah. Hey, man. I saw I, I saw no doubt in the Goo Goo Dolls open up for Bush before people knew who no doubt and the Goo Goo Dolls were. And I'm I saw Gwen Stefani. I'm like. I like this band.
3: I thought that was lit, dude. And I actually know the guitar riff to Party in the USA like. Oh nice.
2: nice. <laughs> there we go. There's your embarrassment. Miley Cyrus. <laughs> All right. Well, we can
1: we can stop now. That's good. That's the stuff you want to hear. Like, listen, we get a lot Shouldn't of people. Go any further.
3: Shouldn't go any further with this, guys.
1: We get a lot of pop <laughs> artists, too. We've had a couple of people say Justin Bieber, Harry Styles, which, which those guys are super talented. I don't know if there's really. I may not be in the music, but I don't think it's embarrassing. Like, hey, like, I respect or dig with those guys, too. Same thing with Miley Cyrus, man. She can sing, <laughs> does her own stuff. I've heard her do, like, Led Zeppelin.
3: and. Dude, I'm not hiding from anything, man. I used to listen to Lil Wayne all the time uh justin bieber i mean he's got it going on dude i mean look at look at what he's done i mean he's influenced so many i'm not gonna hate on anybody uh and to me his music is better than the country music that's coming out today you're not a bro
1: country (laughs) fan riley come on
3: uh, i listen to bro country i actually do but uh i would definitely like rather listen to something with meaning like justin bieber songs than pop country
1: okay i i I feel you I, i get what you're saying All right. My last question is give us a good story from this recent run of shows that you've done with either Blackberry Smoke, Black Cherry, anything else, something, something interesting that you haven't told anybody else yet.
3: Uh, something interesting is, uh, if you ever do see Jerry James Nichols, he's like very humongous. Um, but he walks up to you, he's standing a foot taller than you. His biceps are like at least 26 inches around. Um, (laughs) So that's probably one of the most shocking things of the course so far is him walking in and saying, hey, bud, and he's, like, freaking huge. It's like, what in the world? (laughs) Like, I'm surprised he break the neck off that 52 Gibson every night, dude. Just just big, strong hands. Yes, dude. He works out every day. Like, he's always trying to find a planet fitness. That's the first thing he looks for when he comes down.
1: There you go, man. You got to work – he can be your trainer. You got to work out with him. Hey, you I get those they're... leg kicks off the ground in no time.
2: <laughs> you can do bicep <laughs> curls with that too. That must be a thing for this tour, cause the Blackstone Cherry guys are all just like super ripped.
3: <laughs> Not exactly No, no, uh, Ben Wells is extremely ripped. Um and Steve Jewell, he, he lost He lost know, a he... ton of weight, yeah, yeah like
2: a hundred pounds.
3: Very proud of that guy. He's doing a great job. You know, he moves around, gets around just like Ben does. But uh no, Ben's definitely a very in shape,
2: definitely. Have you been hit by a flying drumstick when John Fred Young is playing?
3: Absolutely not. I try to stand <laughs> very far away from the play. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, dude, to, like, sit there and just watch him every night, though. Like, Oh, God,
2: he's amazing. My God, dude.
3: dude, like, anybody that gets to experience that, dude, oh, my God. More power to you. It's awesome.
2: Well, bring
1: bring the uh, tour through Ohio or somewhere close by that I can come down and see you guys.
3: Yeah, man. Uh, I know, I know we'll be in Wisconsin and Illinois. I don't know if that's close to Ohio or not, I, dude. I not have, close uh, enough. Yeah, my yeah. I don't know anything about that kind of stuff, but
1: <laughs> well, I'll be looking out for you guys next time you guys come through town, man. Let's listen. Thanks for joining us. I know you're busy. You're on the road right down to Florida right now. I can't wait to listen to the album. Whether I have the physical album tomorrow, or if there's a shipping delay, we will absolutely listen to it through streaming. Um, we check you guys out by your stuff. We're still at uh, GeorgiaThunderbolts.com, right? That's your website. That's where you want everybody to go.
3: Absolutely. You got I Facebook,
1: pre- Instagram, Twitter. You got all that stuff
3: going on too. Absolutely. Anywhere you anywhere you can type the name in, you can find us. And I appreciate y'all having me on. Um, at the, at the moment that we had to join this, there was two guys in the bathroom and then TJ was back there on an interview. So I just figured I'd go ahead and take it. Uh, but now they're like talking and like getting on my nerves. So
1: (laughs) pass the phone around. Have everybody say hi. (laughs) What's going on? What's going on, Logan?
3: Howdy. My phone's charging. So I can't really see Bristol. (laughs) It may be charged by now. (laughs) Oh, God, what am I doing? Yeah, there's Brayden.
1: For everybody listening on the podcast, hey, Brayden, we're seeing the whole band, the whole crew. Uh, TJ's in the back with New Zealand talking on an interview with New Zealand. So, But we get, get to see the rest of the band and say hi. So, Riley, thanks so much for joining us. Best of luck. Hope the album just crushes it. We will do our, our job promoting it because we love you guys. We love the music. More than happy to do that.
2: Brian? Well, thanks to Riley from the Georgia Thunderbolts for being on the podcast, brother. We appreciate that a lot. And, and I have to say, like, I always, I have Blackberry Smoke up in a Pantheon by themselves, but you guys are very quickly claiming your spot up there, man. You guys are just incredible. Uh, oh, I just, you know, I don't want to give pressure on you to compare you guys to those guys, but you guys are doing really well and uh, ascending to that spot very quickly. So thank you so much for being on. And if you'll just hang out with us for a couple more minutes after we had done rolling, that'd be great.
3: Yeah, man. Thanks for having us. Uh be glad to come back. Just holler at us. Thanks, man.
2: No, that was a treat. Uh getting to listen to, to Riley in the van. I, th- I think it kind of looked like they were they were driving. Towards they the were driving.
1: Once well, they did almost run over Riley when he was sitting on the trailer hitch at one point. But <laughs> nobody told him that that he was outside on the trailer hitch.
2: You know, oh, it's yeah. funny because we were saying, you know, like we were joking about it early on and it happened.
1: Oh yeah, Almost. he said. I hope somebody tells them that I'm on here, and nope, nobody did. But you know what? It's a great story of life on the road for these right. up and coming Isn't this man? up and coming rock band.
2: You know, I really dig all the Kentucky uh, connections with those guys, and what a thrill to have Richard Young, you know, basically being your mentor and manager, producer, the whole nine. I think those guys those guys will do really well when you got that kind of support going on and opening up for blackstone cherry i think they're they're headed on a really good path and i'm excited to continue to see it
1: well they're good dudes they play really good music and they have a great support right now from the kentucky headhunters blackstone cherry like there's a lot they have a lot of good influences around them and a lot of good people looking out for them
2: you know and i'm serious when i say like when i talk about blackberry smoke being up in a pantheon um I think the Thunderbolts are just so freaking amazing. They've like, got the I mean, talent. The seem like really potential. close to getting to that point, you know.
1: Well, you right. You know, when Blackberry Smoke first came out, their first album, of course, they were a lot more heavy and stuff. But mm-hmm. they, you know, through playing, touring. Recording, they got better and better and better and Mm -hmm. and these guys are good now and they're you know through the same thing through touring from the start recordings they've got i mean they're good but they've got a lot of potential to to really go to go up and be one of these flag bearers of of rock southern rock right now yeah you know
2: yeah and it's all always cool again to see all the support and camaraderie between those guys and them dirty roses and magnolia bayou jive mother mary and otis and all them i mean that's just that it warms my heart it's very cool you know to see that kind of community it's a family not over competition states, yeah right. It's, exactly. right they're
1: supporting each other which everybody really needs to do again because they don't you know there's not a lot of media or people playing their songs, so you've got to kind of help each other out and take them along it's just the state of what music looks like now nobody plays anything new um so it's awesome you know it's good to see and uh Yeah, I mean, it's nice to talk to Riley again. I think Brian, he really is our third, first third time guest. Yeah, I believe
2: so. We've had a lot of
1: people on twice now, and he's our he's our hat trick. So that's an honor. We need to see if I can get him something.
2: Yeah, and he's a charismatic guy to to be on, and always good with a laugh.
1: Those guys are super nice. You know, I I did get a chance to talk to them um, when they were in Dayton with Tyler Bryant. Every single one of those dudes super nice, friendly. They spent time chatting with me. All the fans Um, again. I said it before. We've said it. They're they're actually good dudes. It's funny to me too hearing about. It's like every nobody really parties anymore. Like this the rock scene. Yeah, nobody drinks. That's drugs. It's it's.
2: But that's okay. That's great. That's how you know. Yeah. You know, and it's you know I don't want to preach about that, but I mean it's it's cool. You know, it's I don't know. I think it's just something that's kind of changed. You know, a little bit.
1: Absolutely right. The expectation seventies and eighties even in the nineties a little bit, and then it kind of flopped and people quit kind of doing that stuff and took things a little bit more seriously. Not that it's wrong to have a drink every now and again, but to get drunk every night and, you know, ruin your performances uh, and the fans. It's it's not a good thing to do.
2: Yeah. And I think too, they, they see from, you know, uh, all the people that came before them, there's just way too many people that died too young. that could have made so much better music. Died you too
1: know? young, ruined bands, broke up bands, just, you know, it's that right? It's that 27 club, that story you hear about everybody at the yeah. age of 27 and then yeah, it's a terrible thing. So it's really good that these guys are, are straight and narrow dudes. They're have a lot of good people looking out for them with a lot of good influences on them and again, you know we've said it, we're big fans of those guys and their music. I can't wait to hear all 13 songs. Um, I guess today because you know we're recording in the 14th, but this comes out on the 15th. So by the time this rolls out, I hope to have had spun this once or twice. Uh, at least through streaming. Um, But man, dude, if you get a chance to see him live, see him live. Great live show, tons of energy. That show they did with Tyler Bryant and the shakedown was fantastic. Um, Yeah. I can't say enough good things. I'm going to stop talking.
2: That would have been a treat to see that and treat to see, you know, with opening up for, Blackberry smoke and now with Blackstone cherry, like I said, yeah. I think this is like the tour of the fall so far. You know, that wish I could see. So, if you guys are out there getting to see it, that's really great, and uh, uh, we wish we could be there too. Um, so
1: buy the album, buy the record,
2: buy the record, and until you buy the record, remember Southern Rocker's Reverent Blues is Blood. We'll see you next time.
0: like you're the one